ladies and gentlemen, L Boogie, 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 L God bless you wherever you are. I have my two favorite guests, returning guests, the most viewed podcast we've had of all time, Mr. Brother Puri, 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 the legend, my my man that I met at the gym who introduced me to one of my good friends now, Mr. Kevin Wheeler. So thank you guys so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for having us. No, yeah, man. Um, It was an honor. Like I said, it was the most viewed podcast, and I think it's because uh, all the elements that that podcast had, you know what I mean? So I'm excited to get back into what we were talking about. We finished off last time. Uh, you almost died. Got your ass saved, thank God, so I could meet you. Uh, by this gentleman, thank God. And that was uh, obviously a bonding issue that was in Iraq, correct? Yep. And then um, after that, I think we wanted to start, finish with that, and then you guys separated after that uh, deployment, correct? Yes, sir. So where did you go? Let's start off with where did you go after that? So that's when, that's what we were saying last time was, you know, Porsche showed me the way to be a leader and yeah. get into it. And not goofy. Not, not goofy. Fuck that. Let's clear that, Let's shit, clear up. that shit up right now. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, he showed me the way to be a leader and, and you know, and, and build that camaraderie. And then Porsche went and instructed for, for younger Marines to, to join the MOS that we were in. Mm. And I went to Iraq my second time. Damn. And that was like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, hand the torch. Yeah. It was like, let's now go. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, can I ask, take a step back? What was your biggest lesson that you think you learned from the first deployment with poor? It was, it was literally a bunch just, of them. Yeah. It, I mean, and you're right. There's a bunch of them, but yeah. it's just like, take care of those that take care of you. Gotcha. You know what I'm this is, this is a team effort. This isn't an individual thing. This is a buy-in. This is a, Hey, we're doing this together yeah. for the right reasons. And then you saw it kind of flourish into, man, wait, I'm part of that team. Mm-hmm. Now I'm leading that team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I mean, the lessons I learned are, there's a million. Yeah. But like, that's the one that kind of stuck with me is like, you get the buy-in, you get those guys and you have their back when they need it the most. Mm. And that's what Pori and Jimmy and Tony Wise and Justin Phillips. And that's what those guys, and I'm naming guys from our first appointment, like off the top of my head, but right, they're all dude. in the front. Like they're all in the front of my head. That's John, John, Patrick yep. Allison, like yep. took me under his wing at, as a crew chief and later that of that first appointment. Like guys that again, we talked about it last time. 24 years old, making sound decisions, leading a 18-year-old guy. Yeah. And then me thinking, Holy shit, this could really work. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, good. He goes, hey, we get back from the bus and we hang out all the time and shit like that. And then he goes, Kevin, I'm going to the, I'm going to the school house. I'm going to go instruct. And it was like high five. He was like, hey, you got it. Yeah. Now show those guys the same thing. Dang. Did you cry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing, the best thing about it though is you all, as as Marines, right? We growing up, you know, from a young kid all the way to whatever your retirement, you always look at the leaders that you like, and then you pick them apart as a young guy. So when you become in that position, you remember what they did and what worked and what didn't work. And so it's kind of like a, you know, an ongoing thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, Kevin definitely took the helm and and went for it for sure. And then you went to where after that one second time was Iraq again. Yeah. Different part or sorry. Uh, well, it was a different, yeah, different um, area. So we went to AQ, Alcon, and then, but it was crazy. They took our vehicles away, and they were like, "Hey, you're not on vehicles anymore. Now you're on foot patrol." And I was like, "Wait, oh, that's right. Color changing the rules. I don't like this shit." Was it not in the budget? So, no, no, it was just the way the. So it's the same thing we talked about ROE, the rules of engagement. That changed just a little bit. So oh. like, hey guys, you don't need to be driving tanks. Now we're winning hearts and minds. So oh. what you're gonna do is go downtown or door to door in a town. And it's gonna be a little bit different. You're gonna do some intel, some research, and and make sure that we 
get the insurgents out, but we do it the right way without without mass explosions and things yeah. like that. So. I hated selling windows, bro, going door to door. I hated selling windows. I can't imagine what it's like. Like I wish I had a window in Iraq so we could pull that bitch down and get some breeze. It's hot as shit. Is it all brick like an igloo? Yeah. But if not an igloo, I mean I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. I would imagine, right? These these full these guys show up to your door like with their guns <laughs> all fully dressed and you know want to shake your hand. Right. You, you guys would be pissed. Yeah. If somebody came here right now and was like oh, fucking man. all alien looking out. Right. Yeah. It'd be like, fuck you. But at, but at the same time, it's at like same time. Right, well, yeah, the, the mission has shifted. Yes, sir. So then we're right. like, all right, let's this is you know, shut up in color. Let's, let's yeah. go ahead and do this. And I remember my Marines at that time were like, Man, this is fucking bullshit. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. That's what we're being told to do. And let's right. go. And that's what I'm saying. Like, God is from these senior guys were like Adapting never come. 10-4. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So it's those basic lessons, no matter where you're at, even in life, that, that kind of stick with you and help you mm-hmm. overcome. Adapt and overcome. Don't right. be that guy that's going to bitch about it. Right. Right? Yeah. And, and don't be that guy that's going to say at the top of them, hey, this is what we're this is what we're doing. Now shut up and do it. No, be yeah, that no. guy in front with That them. stuff doesn't work. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, be that guy up front I tried that today them. with my kids, and it doesn't work. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <Yeah>. Fuck. <laughs> but, be, but be that guy in the front with them saying, hey, gents. This is how we take care of it. Yeah. Now let me show you. Now let's do it together. As right, a team. right. Yeah. And that delivery and the way you say things and the respect that you've earned through the deployments kind of right. helps with that. No, it gives a buy-in. So then that same, that same at the time, 19 year old kid is like, Hey, he knows what he's talking about. He's right about it. Let's do it this way. Yeah. And then I watch, and then that's the craziest thing. You stand back. And even in that deployment, you can see, that person kind of morph into their own leader. Hey, yeah. he said we need to be outside at, at this time. Nice. And we're going to be outside 10 minutes. So when he's ready to go, we're ready. Yeah, to go. right. Man, that's crazy. And it's just the thing to me is like, uh, maybe some of these kids, like, what the fuck did you think you were getting into? You know, like, it's not Johnny complain time. Like, that. if I go in the service, I mean, maybe it's just I'm constantly aware now, but at 18, 19, I get it. Maybe they're just like, we're going to go. F- Oh man, you don't fuck know bitches what and the shoot fuck's guns. going on when you're that old, man. Seventeen, right. eighteen year old right. kids, shit, right. have no idea. Right? They think they do, but the, nah, they don't. I know, I know. Yeah, but so like, <laughs> damn, dude, it's okay. So we're 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 back in Iraq. Is it the same? Let's say we're on foot. Where we have a whole different technique, tactic. Do you? Uh, how do I say? What were the biggest lessons learned in, in this this arena? So, and it's funny because Porter and I were talking about that this week was out of that platoon that went to Fallujah together with 40. There was seven corporals. I, I can almost name all of them off the top of my head. Yeah. Seven corporals that went to Iraq, right? And, right. and, and four sergeants. Okay. The rest of our leadership was at the schoolhouse where he was at before. So they, they missed the first bump to Iraq. So now the younger kids are guiding the older gentlemen. What the right yeah. and not in a, not in a bad way. They knew tactics, yeah, like that. But it was like, hey, I was just here six yeah. months ago. Yeah, things right. are kind of crazy. So my biggest lesson learned there was, you know, kind of learn how to, I guess, talk and and uh, articulate what we need to do. Right. So it wasn't, hey, listen, hey, listen, motherfucker, you ain't never been here, but I have. But it, yeah. it's not, it doesn't need to be verbato or anything like that. Yeah. But like. It's like, hey, gentlemen, we have been here. And then I think three weeks into that, you know, there there was a guy. Look, I was just talking to him today. He, he was like, hey, I heard you're going on a podcast today. Paul Casada. He was at the school. He was at the schoolhouse. And he was like, yo, I want Wheeler to be my. So that you have sections and stuff like that. I want Wheeler to be my driver because he's been here before. He understands he knows yeah. what to do. Yeah. And it like in my mind, I was like, oh, shit. He's a senior guy to yeah. me. But he's listening to me. So, so again, that gives the buyback. It's yeah. like, okay, I am making a difference, right, in the right way, and I'm not, and I'm not overstepping my bounds. And and, and guys are listening to me. And it's the same thing he taught me. Like I, me- I remember being that young, and I'm like, hey, we should kind of maybe corporal, should we do this way? And it was like, hey, shut your mouth. And then it was like, but maybe he's got a point. Right. Like they would never say that in front of you. Yeah. But it was like maybe he's got a point. And that's kind of like what happened there. I was yeah. like, hey, I want to be in uh, Casada's section. And they're like, oh, Corporal, you think you know better than everybody else? And I was like, 
no, no, I just think I can help. And they were like, no, you think you know everybody. Like they were fucking with me. Right. No, but they oh, were like okay, jarring okay. me. Oh, like okay. they were all yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, I overset my bounds. And they were like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, we thank do it God. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm going my job. I mean this with all due respect, but this is like, even when you were a dumbass, because you admitted it yourself, right. uh, yeah, was- you still self-analyzed. And he was completely honest with himself. Right. Like, if everybody had your ability to be self-analyzed, the world would be a better place. Right. But I, but I think I did that because I thought I was in trouble. I self-analyzed no, because I thought I was going to get No, I know. But but back, you self-analyzed your whole stage of right. your life that, right. that I've seen you. Right. But if you actually, you know, looking back and thinking about it, when Marines are in combat, like, there's really no rank, really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, rank is like, all right, you got your sergeant major all the way down to uh-huh. the little guy, right? But if somebody knows what they're doing and they know what to do and they know how to lead guys, then you want to listen to them. Right. 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 Whether they're like a lance corporal or corporal or a staff sergeant that's never even been there before. Right. Yeah. Like I would rather listen to the corporal that's already been here a few times than of course. a gunny that barks orders and doesn't right. has never right. been here. Right. So and that's strange. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. That's strange. Um, that, that some people feel, so you're telling me that there's some aspects or sometimes where somebody even lower level can have kind of a, a dick way of going about things. Like they people can, pop yeah, because they, they not necessarily like a, a dick way, but like how Kevin was talking, he's already been there a couple of right. times. So people were like looking up to yeah. him, even though Ten, he was yeah. a lower rank. Ten four. People are listening yeah. to him, right? Yeah, and that makes sense because yeah. he, he did things the right way too. Yeah. What I'm kind of trying to analyze and put out in uh, this one too is that the fact that we have different jobs. People have different perspectives. They lead different lives, but we yeah. all experience kind of the same energies and vibes where, yes. you'll, where yeah, like if so I true. worked at fucking Michael's and the manager thought he was hot shit, you know what I mean? And like, because I'm the fucking... <laughs> You know, because I'm cleaning the toilets and it's like, bro, you know, like right. you're stupid. You're right. Yeah. But then there's another manager that was just like, hey, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. Da, da, right, da, da. Right. So it's weird. So then you attract yourself to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then think think about that is how hard you would work for that different manager. Yeah. Because you're because he's in, you never work for attaboys. Right. You never do that. No. You don't say, hey, okay. I should do this because he gave me a pat on the back. Ten four. But 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 then when you do it. And you do it the right way, and you're not doing it for that reason. It's so much, it's it's so much more yeah. genuine. Right, right. Like you're not expecting nothing back. Right. It's like saying telling the girl you look pretty, and then they like expect. I'm like, I'm just telling you, I'm out. Right. I don't give a fuck if I talk to you. <laughs> right. exactly. I'm just, I'm just smooth. All right. right. I'm like, have you ever seen that Spider-Man movie where the the white? Well, they're all white Spider-Man so far. <laughs> the, the cartoon one. Yeah. Thank you. I expect. Thank you. But he's like walking where he's just smooth as shit, and you know. That's how I feel sometimes. You know? nice. I just, I'll say nice things. You see, because I just talk to people and yeah. just have a good time. Like, yeah, that. yeah. not fucking taking shit, about, right? Ah, so. And here, here's the thing, is that now, because we're still in the same MOS, right? Even though I'm not, even though I'm not. Um, MOS. MOS, the your military job. Thank you. So, we're still all trackers, and like I said, poor you transition to the school. School, office, right? Yeah. Now I'm in Iraq. On foot, with guys that Pori put through schools. Yeah, mm. and that's like where this, like crazy, right? You know, what I'm saying? yeah. I'm like, hey, you know, you know, uh, you know, Sergeant Deliso, and they're like, oh shit, yeah, I know, I know, Sergeant Deliso. Is everything? Like, is he here? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and where's he at? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, good. He was my crew chief. Yeah, you know, you know one of my leaders in Fallujah. He was like, okay, and then again, because they knew that we had that bond. Yeah, that's like. Creative, yeah, 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 anyway, yeah. But then it's so crazy to me to think that poor is over here leading young Marines already let me right now. I'm leading this same young Marines yes. that he put through, yes, sir. And doesn't that add an extra confidence because you know they're going through him to get to you, yeah, yeah. So you're like, I know who's fucking training these motherfuckers, right? They're not exactly. dumb shits, right? Well, I'm not saying any, yeah. I mean, all <laughs> young, all junior Marines are dumb shits, but that's okay. just well, God bless you guys. I'm trying to stick up for you and these I'm guys. <laughs> I was one of them, so don't worry about it. You're okay. Um, so okay. So while he's doing that, now you're instructing, and what? 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 Are you happy about it? Or are you fucking? Because last time, dude, I was watching the last interview, bro. And you, your eyes lit up like me around a bunch of weed when we were starting talking about like war and shit. Oh, it man. was awesome. Oh, shit. But it, it's. It, I just love seeing the abilities of humans being able to be a certain way that you are, and then for me to see another way that you are. Yeah. And and you get you know what I mean. It's like we can yeah like I can be a nice guy or I'm here to do a job, 
that I signed up to do. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So, you know, after Fallujah, Kevin and I, you know, pump over there. Um, I went to the schoolhouse, but that was my second deployment to Iraq. I, I did the the initial push in 03, um, you know, when they, they took the statue down of Saddam. Yeah. I witnessed all that shit. Whoa, you saw that? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we traveled, you know, we, it, it, the initial push started in Kuwait and went all the way to Baghdad. Right. Yeah. And that was the beginning. And, you know, I was like, that was my, basically my first deployment as a kid, man, yeah. going to, uh, going to Iraq in 03. But then, yeah. So I did my second with Kevin in Fallujah, which was a life changer for sure. And then, you know, I go through those two pumps and then I go over to the schoolhouse to train 17 and 18 year old kids. Right. Like motherfucker, you're about to go to war, dude. You better fucking this. It's about to get real. So, yeah. you know, I'm here to train you and teach you and guide you. Yeah. So you stay alive. Right. Right. When you're over there. And uh, yeah, it was good. You know, um, I like training Marines. I like teaching them. I like, you know, all that stuff. It, and, you know, doing that all comes around to being a good leader, right? Mm. You know, learning how to talk to people, learning how to coach them, right? learning how, you know, to watch them do their stuff and then critique them on what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong, right? So, yeah, um, the schoolhouse, it was good. Is it the same way in the sense of like uh, you have to develop the ability to read people? Like some oh, guys got to be talked to this way. Some guys got to be talked to that way. 100%. Some girls got to be talked to this way. Da -da 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 -da. Yep. yep. 100%. And, you know, all that comes into play when you're, you know, training these young Marines. And they have the mindset of, okay, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to go to third track, second tracks, and then I'm going to get pushed out to Iraq. Right. Yeah. So they're in that mindset. And, you know, I've been there a couple of times. So, of course, you know, they're bright eyed and like listening and uh, soaking it all in. Right? Yeah. Which is, you know, is good, you know, yeah, being yeah, able to do that. Shit. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a good experience for sure. You yeah. know, you know, being able to train these guys, right. you know, getting them ready to go to Iraq or different kind of reward, Kevin. different kind of, uh, because you know, you, you had a certain high when you're, when you're on deployment. Do you still get the same highs, you know, when you're t teaching people? Is it different highs, the same kind of grat gratification? Well, it's a high, right? Of course, yeah. you know, training guys, but it's completely different from right. being in combat and then being back home and then teaching these 17 and 18 year old kids what you just went through, right? right. And the rights and the wrongs of it all. Yeah. And who to, who to watch out for, really, like. You know, your leaders, you're about to go over to third tracks and, right. you know, you're going to have different kinds of leaders. So, you know, take it all in, take what you like, take what you don't like and run with it. Right. Jeez, Just come bro. back home alive. I was having unprotected sex at 18 and 19. Yeah, buddy. These guys are over here fucking pointing guns and, and just yeah. saving, you know, doing a job. <laughs> Kev. Whoop, whoop. Shooting blanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I was. Oh, man. But, dude, so. You you know where where does this uh, journey? Were you guys able to still stay in contact when when you're over there and he's in school teaching? So not not so much in Iraq. Right? Got you. But it was like the, I remember, remember the day I got off the bus. Poor was there. Oh, that's cool. Hey, uh, big deal. Yeah. How how to go? Yeah, man. man that's man, cool. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. such a like such a real thing. Yep. Thank you. Oh, I mean, I can smoke weed now. That's the thumbs up. Oh, whoop, whoop. Got you. You lucky motherfuckers. Oh. I was like, no, I don't got to use the bathroom yet. <laughs> um, but uh, so, no, but like to, for him to welcome me back home and then I'm like, all right. Yeah, that's huge. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, you know, it's so funny is and this is going to come up later anyway, because we talk about this whole thing. But like Porn and I. Just recently, like I got on the Marine Corps with Patrick Sheedy. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. You and I, you know, this guy joined the Marine Corps. He was in Iraq with me my second time. Good old Pat. Yep. Pretty Pat. And uh Pretty Pat. And uh <laughs> good looking motherfucker. He's not. No. He's an old Irishman. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But, but what kind of nickname <laughs> is that? Wait, well, Dude, he joined the Marine Corps at 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, he's cool. He, he's a good guy though. Good yeah. heart. Great yeah. motherfucker. What's the oldest you can join? 30. <laughs> oh, he damn. got a waiver, yeah. Yeah. 
I so figured then, this cannabis should don't still, work out. He still fucking kills still, it. Dude. Yeah, he's still in. And he Wait, what? It. Yeah, he's like almost fifty. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be fifty. It make his twenty year mark. He'll, he'll retire this year. Yeah. We got, we got to see this guy. No, yeah, we'll bring him in. Yeah, but, you want to bring him in? Pretty Pat. Yeah, but <laughs> so like, you think how important that is, right? He he doesn't have any families out here. They're on New York. Well, yeah. guess what? The day that he pushed out just to go on a regular, and not, there, no deployment is regular. Anything can happen, right? Well, poor and yes. I saw him off at three o'clock in the morning because we're all boys. Yes, yeah. sir. Like we were sitting there at three o'clock. He's loading up the gear and, and getting his Marines right. Now he's a mass sergeant at this point. So he's in charge of everything. And we were like, nah, bro, we need to be in point. I talked Hey, we need to be there for Pat. He ain't got no family. Yeah. Yo, he said literally that was one of the most meaningful things that's ever happened in his career. Was two brothers see yeah. him off. And guess what? And then we welcomed him back. We had, yeah. oh, that's cooler, awesome. I had that cooler. Full beer. Fuck yeah. Hey, let's go. Welcome back to America, buddy. That's awesome. What they call Pat fucking, uh, the, they call the Bloodhound, right? Bloodhound. That yeah. dude on my deployment. So this dude, Jesus. pretty Pat. Yeah, he's got we're purple heart. And like, he's been through some shit, man. We're all on foot this time on the second deployment, not in vehicles. I think he found something, and I, I might embellish this number a little bit, but it's, it's I know it's over 100. <laughs> he found 136 IEDs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. He stayed for a second time over there. <laughs> Back to back, like he came home for ten days. Get that thing out. Come on, thanks. <laughs> good shit. Yeah, but Pat. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Good guy, man. Yeah, good guy. I thought you were gonna call him. The, I thought. Thank God you went that way because I'm like bloodhound, and I was thinking some other shit. No, no, no. But that's what they said. He could sniff out IDs. No, thank God. I'm proud of. That's awesome. Hell yeah. He gets and, and and you guys have tools for that stuff, but he obviously was really good at. Yeah, it, it was his. Like, he'd be like, man, that dirt over there was not like that yesterday. He's got food. Photographic oh. memory. He'd be like, man, that shit does not look right. Dang, son. And then open up a cache that had 45 AKs in it, IDs, all kind of shit. And he was like over there just looking at the dirt and be like, mm. Dang. That one, and that's what, and like you said, you got a purple heart. Yeah. They were in the palm grove. I remember when that happened. It was up in the tree. A, a bomb was up in the tree and it sprayed down Jesus. screws and metal balls yep. and ball bearings. And it got Pat. I think, it got him in the, I think it got him in the face. And uh, I mean, no, it's not. It's any terrorist. Fuck terrorists. Right. And uh, my bad. But, <laughs> but you know that dude. I mean, it was phenomenal. He's just a, and a great, and he's still thriving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's so cool, and that's what I'm saying. He joined the Marine Corps later. Like I was 20, 21 when I met Pat. Now he's getting ready to be fifty. Yeah. Still in. Still leave Marines. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's but where's jeopardy of everything. And you know what's funny is we just went to my house on Friday and had a bunch of beers and barbecue on the last second of a Friday because Pori was around and Pat was free mm. from work. And I was like, yeah, let's come over and have a barbecue. Yeah. And he, he shook our hands when he left the driveway, you know, got an Uber home or whatever because we had too many beers, but that's good. And he was like, man, <laughs> I need this shit. My brothers. He yeah. literally says that yeah. every time. He's like, my yeah. brothers, this is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's really cool because the, after talking with a little bit with your wife too, I'm glad to be doing this thing and I'm excited to see oh, how, Sabrina? how big this goes uh, oh, through nice. DM. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. um, she, she slid in the DMs. You guys stop right, fucking. You guys <laughs> I'll take care of that shit. Right, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You see where you started? Hey, anyway. that's good Sabrina's yes, good. She's good yeah. people, man. Sabrina's good people. I want to say one thing real quick. Okay. I would not be half the person I am. And half the man I am or half the father I am without Sabrina. She, there was dark times and there was, you know, coming home from deployment and she yeah. took all that shit. Awesome. And, and, and when I say this, I mean, it's hypothetically, she took all that shit on the chin. She stood up and was like, yo, there's times where and I'm certain. Like there was times where I'm like shutting down and she's like, Hey, we would have a party and I'd like kind of geek out. Yeah. And she'd be like, no, he's good. You guys need to shut the fuck up and leave him alone. Nice. He's fine. And like Sabrina's had my back from day one. And this November will hit 18 years married. I remember when we got married. I got married when I was 20. Everybody was like, you idiot. You're a Lance Corbel. She's a, you weren't she's, even 20, huh? Oh, you were already yeah, 21. I, I, no, I just turned 20. All right. Where'd you meet her at? Yeah. We're going to let's go. We'll oh, go down this road shit. a little bit. Since we're going to go side. Oh, side on the beach. What? Right. I just got into schools. Remember, he's from Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. So you met her in <laughs> Oceanside. Yeah. Well, I'm stationed going to schools. Okay. Okay. Right. And okay. then it's funny because I never had any money when I was growing up. So what did I do with my first paycheck? I bought Doc Martens, a pair of nice pimping blue jeans, 
and a nice polo and a Boston Red Sox hat. And I had a football kind of, it was like, I don't know, like this uh, blanket, pretty much like Lionel's blanket. Like I would just carry his football around just to make conversation. What? Listen, this okay, is crazy. I'm going. So then they we, worked. Go, we go down, to the, <laughs> we go down the beach on right by the Harbor. I'm not by the Harbor. I'm sorry, by the pier. And I'm sitting there with my boy playing, throwing the football, but I have Doc Martens on blue jeans, all that shit, like a full get up yeah. in the sand. And then Sabrina's little sister, Bo, was at that time, she was like 12. She ran out for a pass. Mm-hmm. And I was playing catch with her little sister, just, hey, there's a kid playing, and I just threw the ball. Yeah. And then Sabrina was like 22 at the time. She's like, hey, thank you for entertaining my sister. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, and all this stuff. And she's like, you're not from here. <laughs> right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. Just took right. Off oh, oh myself. nice. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's had, good though. And I had Doc Martens on on the beach like an idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. Hey, good thing you didn't have your combat boots on. Yeah, I, look, I know. I look fly as shit in these Doc Martens <laughs> in the sand. So then, but then she was like, hey, you're not from here. I was like, no, I just moved here from Maryland. I'm um, in the Marines and all stuff. She was like, okay, well, you didn't bring a towel or anything like that. So she was like, hey, you can hang out with our friends. Thank you for playing with my sister. And we kind of piled around a little bit. And then that night we went out to dinner and I'm not even joking. I can tell you where we went. We went down PCH and where Axe Throwing is. Do you know where Axe Throwing yeah. is on PCH? Yeah. There used to be Sam's Pizza. Yeah, that's right. You had to buy the slice. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Yep. And we went there. Up the street from, uh, what was it called? Never mind. Handles. I won't say it. No, that's. No, he's trying to. No, man, attraction. Purple Church, baby. No, the <laughs> other one. There was another one. Oh, Bub's whiskey down. Holy shit! Yeah, that so, was back in my day. Yeah, bro. <laughs> my bad. But so then we go there, and I'm not joking. I was like, man. And again, I'm 18, right? And there's a 20 year old. This she's not even showing me an answer. She just kind of blinked at me once, and I was like, yes, I really, right? And it was yeah. ever since then. I've I've been in love with Sabrina, and she didn't realize it until look. I'm not even joking. I was going on that deployment with Pori. And I left my wallet in her car. She had a green Jetta. I remember she dropped me off. I was staying at her house and just as friends, like, you know, and, uh, dude, and she dropped me off and she wrote a note on the back of a receipt that I had my thing. Please take care of yourself. I love you. I hope everything, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that, right? Like make sure you're That's safe. Awesome. Things like that. It was on in a pink highlighter on the back of a receipt that was like that big. So then I told you last, last time we were on, remember, I thought we were going to like Thailand. So, yeah. I, so the Philippines, right? The, yeah. So I never told Sabrina how I Thailand. thought about her, and so we were in when we were in Hanson, and we got that phone call. I called two people. Hey, you're going to Iraq. I called my dad, and you're not supposed to talk about anything, right? But but I but I prepped everything. You can't say anything on the phone. Hey, I'm going to Fallujah. You can't say that because they can hear and all this shit. So it's like psyops. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, like yeah, you don't, yeah. don't want to burn. The <laughs> loose lips sink ships. That's just crazy. Right. Oh so God. then, so then from a payphone in the barracks, I called my father and said, Hey, dad, you remember that place that we talked about? He was like, Yeah. I said, I'm going there. He goes, Buddy, take care of yourself. He knew exactly what I said. We'd already yeah. prefaced it. Yeah. I literally hung up that phone and called Sabrina and told her how much I loved her. Hey, I'm going to that place that we said that was a potential. I love you. I just want you to know, in case anything happens to me, I care about you. And I love you. Nice. And that was it. That was that was lights out. Like, look, she talked to me. She wrote me letters the whole time, which I needed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I fucking needed some kind of connection. Yeah, and she did it. And then we came home, and it was like ever since then, fucking joined. It. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. She took care of me when I needed it. That's cool. Do you guys? Do you guys watch football together? Yeah, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm jealous. She used to be a she used to be a Colts fan because of Peyton Manning, and then she went to. The Denver Broncos, because Peyton Manning went there. Now she doesn't like football because she knows she's going to eat it the whole Sunday. But guess what? My daughter absolutely <laughs> loves oh the, Broncos. the Broncos. Like, that's right. I was like, Sabrina, move over. Paisley, come here. Let's mm-hmm. watch football. <laughs> like, nice. Does this does this journey come back together at some point during the pl- uh, deployment? Yeah. Oh fuck. So no, what? No, I'm just with me, Kevin Ray. Yeah. So this is crazy. You talked about the gratification, and you talked about schoolhouse. Yeah. You should probably tell him what you did next. Well, after after the schoolhouse, I went uh, down to MCRD San Diego. And so I was a drill instructor oh. there for three years. <laughs> Great. Fuck that, that job. So that job, 
being a drill instructor, you know, especially so I was there in 09. That's when I started and spent three years. But, um, you know, training recruits, right? So the recruits are straight out of high school. Mm. Some of them are a little older. But, um, yeah, that job was rough, man. And, uh, you know, you're you're working from 3, 4 in the morning till 11, 12 at night. And this is every day for three months straight, right? Yeah. Like, and so your sleep deprivation, your just your mental strength, your everything, um, it gets tested, right? right? 100%. Imagine like working that much just day in and day out, screaming and yelling, running around, like in your training, you know, these platoons, you know, you know where MCRE yeah. is down right there right. by the airport, right? Right. So you, you, you know, you got these platoons of 110, 120 recruits, right? And there's four of you that has to control it all yeah. like day in and day out. And, uh, there was a lot of times when I first started my first year as a, you know, a young drill instructor, like, I, I don't wish this job upon anybody, man. Yeah. Like it just took a toll. I like, I thought to myself, man, I would rather go back to combat than fucking do this <laughs> shit. shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then, you know, you start getting used to it and you start getting used to like the daily routine. It, it's like, you know, I, when I was a drill instructor, a brand new drill instructor, you know, I would, you know, get done with the day with everything and I would just crawl on the floor and go to sleep and, you know, wait till four o'clock in the morning and then get right back up, put a uniform on and get ready for the lights to come on and then start screaming and yelling again. Right. To get Damn. these recruits. Yeah. It's it pretty crazy, man. But, you know, it's it, the best thing about that was. I realized what I could push my mind and my body through mm. before you actually tap out. Right. Yeah. And I never, and there's a lot of guys that do tap out, you know, because of the mental strength when the, or the physical strength of being a drill instructor, you know, back in that day, it's a lot different now, but, um, you, you're able to see what your mind and your body can actually go the through yeah. before you actually, tap out right yeah. it's pretty crazy so you know you carry that for the rest of your life like yeah fuck, dude so how did you decompress in those in those times well so you know you kind of so as a drill instructor right you go your first year you know you, you're supposed to do three years right yeah so that first year is strenuous right because you're brand new right you don't know what the hell is going on you know you know, I was a staff sergeant down there and you got sergeants yelling at you and it's, and it's so, and it's different now, but back then it all went off. It didn't go off the rank structure on your collar. It went off the rank structure of the belt that you wear, the color of the belt. And it's weird, right? So, you know, if you're a green belt drill instructor, you're brand new, right? And then you work your way up and then you, you get the, it's called the black belt drill instructor, mm -hmm. right? And then you go into chief, but you know, you have, you know, you got sergeants that wear the black belt that let it go to their head and they start right. screaming and yelling at, right. at senior Marines. Huh. So it's, 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 it's a lot different now, but that's how it was back then. Yeah. But you had to listen, right? You had to, no matter what rank you were. Um, Damn. So how you decompress, you, you know, you work your way up to a senior drill instructor and then, you know, your last few months there, a lot of guys go on, um, they go on quota is what it's called where you kind of get to relax. You're not around to recruits that much anymore. You're working at the pool or you're working up North, you know, doing the crucible yeah. or so you get, you get to decompress a little bit before you go back to the fleet. And, uh, was there anything funny that happened that you remember that just fucking made your well, day? And you're like, you know what? This other... shit fucking sucks, but this shit is fucking funny. Oh my God. Yeah, of course. Right. Like, you know, the funny shit that we do to recruits, right? Like screaming and yelling at them. And uh, what's the know. worst thing you said to a recruit for it? <laughs> don't say it. Never mind. Yeah, he's don't. such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but, go. You know, you, you know, the, the whole, the whole basic thing about it is to break that individual down to nothing. Right. Yeah. And then you build them back up to be a Marine. Right. And so breaking them down, you know, there's a lot of things that goes on down there behind closed doors around corners that is questionable. And uh, there's a lot of times where we would do stuff or we're watching stuff and we have to go around the corner and we just start busting up because it, 
the shit that they do when you're screaming and yelling at them, it just it's it's comical, right? Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still human, right? We're yeah. Not, so yeah, we would have to go around the corner and like that's laugh it out, or and then go back and try to be serious, that's right? Hilarious. Yeah, it's it was it was pretty crazy. I don't dude. think I'd be a good drill instructor. Yeah. So you know, after coming off the drill field, it's like man. Like, I'm a pretty good actor, dude, because I'm not really like that, right? Like, I'm not really a complete dick to somebody all the time. <laughs> Fucking Kevin. No, I'm not. Damn. Damn. <laughs> That's right. I remember that nickname. You, know, you, I'm still human, right? And, like, there's there's guys that take it to the extreme, right? And they probably end up, will end up in trouble or getting kicked the fuck out because they let their their mind go too far right with, ego. with their ego with these little recruits right yeah. that are you know just coming out of high school and uh so you have to sometimes you have to step back and be like fuck yeah i, I probably shouldn't do that or i i probably shouldn't treat this guy this way or hey bud you probably shouldn't spray that shit in their eyes or you know stuff like that damn yeah dude. there's all kinds of shit that go cologne yeah i would pee in it <laughs> no, listen. If I was that instructor, if I'm going, I'm going all the way it's in. It's funny because I know what you're talking about. Look, I got sprayed in the mouth with cologne. Oh, yeah, and see? all my face got sprayed with mouthwash. Yeah. During an inspection, they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, I messed up. I'm like, no, you didn't. You fucking did that shit on purpose. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big mind game down there, right? It's yeah. a huge mind game. But it's to bend the will. It's to bend it and yeah, to break you your ass down. No matter what, yeah. the second you get told something, you'll listen. And guess what? It. And I'm not saying that everything that's used down there is right. No. But at the same time, guess what it does? It. I mean, history shows. Yeah. The Marines are most disciplined. Mm. And again, all branches are great. But like discipline and you shut the fuck up and you color. Like yeah. I told you. Yeah. Because you revert back to that 18-year-old kid when I was like, oh, shit. I should probably just probably listen, listen to these guys. Right. Yeah, yeah, I should listen. Yeah. That's what it all goes back to. 100%. Damn, son. Yeah. So I, I did... Uh, I did three years down there. Uh, I did uh, eight recruit cycles and uh, I did, I came up here on quota and I ran the crucible as a gunnery sergeant up here. What's the crucible? So that's like Sounds a, scary the culminating fun. event, right? Yeah, For recruits, right? Oh, okay. So it's their the final you know, test. Yes. Yeah. Final countdown. They, that, that's when they get their, their Eagle Globe and anchor, right? Like Eagle and anchor. Yeah, so the Marines, right? We have Eagle Globe and Anchor Sorry, is our like our trademark. Yeah, and uh so that's where the recruits after they complete the crucible, you know, we have this big ceremony and you know, the drill instructors hand out an Eagle Globe and Anchor to you know, then then they know, okay, I'm a Marine now, yeah, right? I I'm a, I made it. I'm a I'm a Marine. So but it's a, it's a the crucible is a you know, it's a culminating event where you know, they stay up all night and they're doing, and we're all outside, right? Of course. Yeah. It's everything's outside and you go through all these different obstacles hiking and miles, hiking miles and miles. And then the culminating event after they spend a few days up is we go on this long hike. Right. And, and then they have and you know, you got to remember we're wearing 70 pound packs. Right. And so they, these little kids the recruits, they got to climb this nasty hill, right? And you know we're we're okay with them helping each other out because okay. that's what we were supposed to do is help gotcha. each other yeah. out, right? <clears throat> and uh, man, it's a shit show <laughs> with yeah. watching these kids try to climb after you know sleep You're deprivation. About the Reaper. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, that's what we call it, the Reaper. This this uh, hill on Camp Pendleton where after like days of them being up and doing all these obstacles and you know they, they have to work together as a team and um you know it, it, as a crucible the drill instructors we wear a campaign cover when we're down south mm. screaming and yelling and we take that off and then we put our eight point covers on and we're more of a a platoon sergeant role so we gotcha we're we get in there with them and we like kind of guide them and mm. help them make good sound decisions but yeah, how Kevin was saying is the Reaper, right? Like, it's 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 no joke, right? It's no joke, and it's it's a couple miles up, and uh, yeah, it'll break you off, man, it, with no sleep and no food. It'll but like, break you off. Like sure. you guys are saying, though, this is designed to to weed out the weak. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, some people quit. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Some people shit their pants. 
I don't know. I mean, I've seen that before. Told you. Boom. (laughs) I knew it was some bunch shit their pants. I've shit my pants. You see them and I'm pee their pants. Yeah. (laughs) But I've seen shit. You said weed out the week, but it's also for those people to grab the last. 10%, 10%, the less 8%, the less 12% when they don't think they have it. Yeah. Right. And watch them just dig internally. I fucking God. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And dude. that's, and that's when you see it happen. And again, I wasn't drill started, but like seeing that same thing happen in a different standpoint in on deployment and things like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that dude, he, he, he reached inside, grabbed something that did not think was able and then carried on. Right. Right. <sighs> Yeah, so they have drill instructor, man. Yeah. And then, you know, I, uh, what was that, up to 2013 is when I left the drill field, Mm. and then I went back to third tracks. Right, and that's where we both met back at third tracks again, because I was at Quantico instructing officers on tactics. Right. And what's third tracks? Third tracks is a unit that we were with the battalion. Got you. Third amphibious Yeah, I remember what track, track, tracker is. Yeah. So you ain't tracks, you ain't shit. You ain't tracks, you ain't shit, motherfucker. <laughs> T-Town? Sorry, I don't have a T or I can't do a cool thing with my hands. Yeah, so that was, that was uh, 2013. When, and when did you come back from Quantico? 2013. Oh, you did. So that's Pazer, right, that's right. Pazer was born in 2012 and I came right back and then went on that mule with Hoover scene. No, that's right. Yep. Yep. I got, I got like Ray a, like a donkey? That, I got Ray back in that rotation. <laughs> what? You said mule. No, mule. Mew. Marine Expeditionary Unit. I knew that shit. So then, so what that is is the vehicles like, get loaded up on the ship. Mew? I, knew, I knew that shit. I know. You That's what I'm saying. The vehicles get loaded up on the ship, and then a Mew Marine Expeditionary Unit. They go to any. It's a nine one one force in the in the Pacific or in the Atlantic. Ten four. So if there's anything that happens, and we talked about this, I think we touched base last time was on my second Mew when I got back from Quantico. No, it was that one actually. I'm sorry. Operation Tomagachi was when the typhoon hit Japan. Oh fuck! And oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah. And we look. You're out there yeah, helping you, people. Yeah, you go from instead. Yeah, I remember. You, you go from I'm going to use my vehicle to knock down this whole village to I'm going to use this vehicle to drive up to a village that's been decimated, pick people up, and bring them back to ship to save right, their lives. Right. Yeah. So you see the you see the good and the bad. Right. right? And the mentality that you have to have to be in every situation. Right. And what it takes to be a good Marine to have the self-awareness to know that, that you're not fucking out here and doing certain things. It's, right. Exactly. It needs to be a, a, a free flowing mindset that, that shifts when it needs to shift. And then guess yeah. what? The mission is a mission. So it's, <clears throat> I need to be here, be there. It doesn't matter what you're supposed to do. Guess what? You get those guys to back what the mission is. Right. And then, and then watch that thing happen and it'll, and it'll happen the right way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the seas, I've never seen the seas that bad. And they were like, yeah, you wow. guys are going to splash the vehicles. I was like, man, this shit is dangerous as well. Hey, put the hatches down. Yeah. Lock the hatches, yeah. man, and go. And they were like, all right, well, this is what we have to do. We have to go in and, you know, save these people that, that don't have it. Like, eat. I mean, I cannot imagine. Like, even when Katrina hit uh, New Orleans, they used, we talked about this, used vehicles <clears throat> in New Orleans, and it was from four tracks. Yeah. I mean, you think about that, a vehicle that was over in the desert doing whatever it had to do to to accomplish the mission. Now you're in America doing the same thing. Now you're in a foreign country doing the same thing to provide people, I mean, shelter. Right, right. Give them aid, yeah, Yeah, 100%. And that's like, that's what, that's what changed my mindset in the record. No, I get it. And thank God you got to experience that because that's something that people need to hear. That it's not just, I mean, for me personally, too, if you're just thinking military, it's, yeah, you're it's killing, you're kill killing people, people right? and yeah. fucking, right. you know. Yeah, yeah, we do all, all kinds of humanitarian missions all over the world, man, that people don't never hear about, right? Right. But we're out there doing it and, you know, countries that need aid, you know, the Marines will go there, <clears> you know. So we do switch roles a lot. So choices, same. If we had to look back, you guys would both do the same. I would do it. I would do it exactly the same foot in the same print every single step. Yeah. 100%. And hope to God I had guys like him. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, so then you were talking about when we, we link <laughs> back up, right? I went on that meet with, uh, with Hoover scene. Then I went on the, on the meet with hefty. And that was a little different. we like, just, we did a bunch of training missions and trained other militaries. 
But then I think on the third mule, I was at, you were going to Okinawa, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So then Poor and I are on the same deployment, the same area. I mean, I'm getting ready to get on boat, and he's got his own platoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, I'm still a young buck in that mind. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. right? And I'm a, I was the first section leader. And so, you know, I'm sitting there trying to, you know, find my path. And I'm watching poor guys in platoon. I'm like, man, look at this. He's killing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you and talk to him, though? Did you be like, what's yeah, up, dog? We yeah, played horseshoes every day. Okay, yeah. then. You were picking his brain. I was. Shit. Like did you beat him in horseshoes? That's what we really every wanted time. in this interview. That's no, like, not every time, the reason we got it. There was every time. fucking time. Hey. Oh, that's right. It, yeah, that's right. Hey, you, you did, my beach. Yeah. Hey, there's winners. Good there's times. losers. There is winners and losers. Anybody can fucking lose. That's right, motherfucker. But that, that was like what it's, we did, right? It's not an arm wrestling contest. No, but, no, no, but that's what it was. It's like you worked your ass off. And then on Saturdays when you had a break, yeah. I would literally text him. And again, there's no cell service in Japan. Like unless you at that time. Home. Yeah. Right. So then I, we had messenger. So I'd be like, yo, poor, we're going to the beach. You'd be like, you fucking know it, buddy. And we would meet. This is beach. in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. We would yeah. meet at the beach with. Pretty Pat and like Gunny Brownlow Fucking and like Houston Revis. That's cool. and Revis and like Fucking all Revis. these 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 <laughs> and these guys that we had built this friendship with yeah and that was how we blew off steam was like we would hang out together. Did you guys take your shirts off like Top Gun? He did. He I mean look yeah, at him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out, I'm out, look, I'm sunburned from this light right here. I didn't I didn't take my shirt off. <laughs> That's all Those right. were good times, man. Down on the beach down there. And it, we, it you is, guys, did you guys have like a radio and? You, yeah, dog yeah. tags out. This dog tag. Oh, no, no, stupid. No, no, hey, that's no. the movies. I know. Yeah. Just fucking idiots. <laughs> but no, but it was it it built this again a bond. I guess. A, yeah. No, but a camaraderie with camaraderie. Like, with a bunch of guys Amen. and poor and I already had the camaraderie mm-hmm. and now you open up your circle like we talked about last time. Yeah. Keep these good people around you and then we had this group of like ten guys that every Saturday so cool. we knew we were going to the beach. Yeah, we're gonna drink some beers. That's cool. We're gonna fucking play horseshoes till the sun goes down. Barbecue. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I think that's a. um, You know, we all get have different experiences, obviously, but I'm happy for you guys that you guys got to experience that type of fucking team aspect. And obviously, you earn that when you go through dangerous shit with people. You know what I mean? Uh, Oh, one hundred percent. That builds probably the strongest bond. Out of yeah, I couldn't that imagine. I could imagine. Right, I couldn't imagine. Like going over there and just going through the shit with yeah. somebody, and coming yeah. back, right? And that you're like, hold. You could you could just sit next to somebody. We don't even have to talk. Right, we already understand each other, and we know what, what the fuck's gonna happen. You guys would know if something yeah. goes down. Like yeah, I we, know how he's gonna act. We understand each other. Yeah, that's really cool. Talk. Yeah, it's that's crazy. crazy, guys. It is crazy. Man, was it's it wild? Well, I I know there's well, okay. So we we. I want to get into this because we're going to do this again. Yeah. But so this time we, we we're back together, but this is in Japan. Am I correct? Yes. And <clears throat> helping each other. And you guys, yeah, you guys are Japan. Hoking, hanging out there. Was the food really good? Hell yeah. Yakisoba from oh, the yak, yeah. yakisoba. From the yak shack. <laughs> what is yakisoba? Hey, look, it's a, it's a Japanese food. cuisine. I know what oh, food. no. I know, I know Did he eat a lot of yakisoba? Oh, right. oh dude. That's what I'm saying. He should be sponsored. Yakisoba, hit us up. Yak Shack. And what, what's in, what's, hey, we need strong over here, man. Mm. What's oh, in yakisoba? Strong drink? strong drink? Yeah. Are you serious? That's what it's called? Yeah, strong. Dude. Strong. Nine percent. Strong. Yeah. Just strong. And it tastes like a seltzer. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. But yakisoba was this. so there was this place, uh I can't think of the town that what was the town that was right outside Schwab? Uh Hinoko. With the pink diamond. Hinoko. Yeah, Hinoko. Right, you would bring a Hey man. But um Hinoko had this little That was place, a bar, by the way. Had this little place that was, I'm not even joking, a fucking window. And when you went to Camp Schwab, everybody'd be like, Yo, you go to the Yak Shack yet? And it would be <laughs> this little ass container like this big and they would wrap like 17 rubber bands on it yeah just noodles <laughs> beef chicken whatever you want in vegetables with some chopsticks bro the second you unreleased those rubber bands it would grow like that much what the like fuck? this shit is so good that's awesome dude yeah, yeah it was like a noodle noodle based like deliciousness all right all right all yeah, right good dude. so i want to cover uh first of all thanks everybody who uh what's up louie Louis. Everybody who's taking it, yeah, who, who everybody's taking the time, especially watching and commenting. Uh, my dude Jesse J. Mitchell said, "What's up, gents?" And then we got yeah, Jesse J. Ura, probably. Yep, and then 
Yes, sir. And then uh, now that Kevin will, we'll, we'll, we'll get this question in. Is a civilian, what can the rules for engagement? I can't read it when you fucker. I can't read it when you go over it. Yeah, okay, there you go. Okay, now we got it. Sorry. I love you. Okay, so now that Kevin Wheeler's a civilian, uh, what are the rules for engagement when it comes to breaking up a fight on the job or at a bar, knowing the training he has? Uh, I'm alluding to what happened in New York months ago when a Marine subdued a, a, a menace, I believe, yep. on the train. But ended up killing him due to his training. Whoa! So I would I didn't hear look. So no. So I would say, and I and I talked to those guys back there when I saw that comment come up. I would say, like, obviously, you stand in for for those that you know that need you to stand in, right? Like, yeah, one hundred percent, right? Like, don't ever you know take care of those that can't take care of themselves, right? But at the same time, at that point, there needs to be some kind of law enforcement or something. Let them do their jobs. And I, and I know that that's a very political answer, but at the yeah, same time, I, I, I've caught myself being like, "Hey, I should interject." And yeah, if if a guy hits a woman, then yes, you step in. If if a guy's hitting a kid, or same thing, vice versa for a woman. But at the same time, it can go because of emotions and because that brain is trained to mm. do that and take care and step in in times of need. I think that's a very scary thing, and I, and and I think that's. Unfortunate that happened that and that menace, right? He was probably a menace and yeah. that maybe had too much that <clears throat> that had too much to drink or something like that. Right. And, and now that's a loss of life. So I would say that the way that you handle that is you control the situation and you um, kind of slow it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a very nice answer. But yeah, de-escalate. Very nice. But, um, I, you know, I was talking to somebody about this just this week actually. Right. And like all the training that we get, the government spends millions of dollars on each individual to get training, whether, you know, we're in combat and we learn how to buddy, aid, buddy aid, self aid. Right. So we're back home. Right. And you see a car wreck, like we're kind of obligated to stop. Right. Cause we would know what to do. Right. Gotcha. And there's been many occasions where like I would pull over if I saw a car wreck and I was the first one there and I would pull somebody out of the car and then the fire department goes, shows Damn. up and they're, Hey, thanks for helping out. Right. Like, Damn, dude. so, you know, we we're kind of trained on that shit. And then, you know, as far as like fighting and seeing people do stupid shit to civilians, right. Like, I don't know, man, like, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It really is. You never know who, like, if you're like a bad guy, right. You never know who's around, right. Watching you, whether, you know, it's this highly trained, whatever he's what you know you don't know what i could be yeah you have no Shit. idea right like and so like you know so, a lot of times they they tell us hey if you get an altercation right like you should probably warn them that you know you you've been trained in yeah. different ways <clears throat> before you engage so they know right, right. like they were warned you cover your ass right and i have then, the ability to so fuck they, you up so sir. so put so maybe that guy would have oh this guy's yeah. whatever i should right. probably not do this right right so he wouldn't end up dead. Right. I usually just have a look that people know that yeah. don't fuck with this guy. Exactly. Shit. Yeah, so you I got know. a loud ass bark. Not much bite. <laughs> just a loud ass bark. You sound like you should be a 70s rock singer, dude. Exactly. It's so yes. awesome, dude. Like you're Leonard Skinner's lead singer. I mean, look. Bro, I bet you can sing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Garth Brooks, I got friends. I used to be able to sing. Dude, but then I, the Marine Corps blew up my vocal lungs. And then, oh, that's and right. My vocal cords are not Did you guys have days where you'd wake up and you'd be like, I can't fucking talk? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on the drill field. A lot of days. Like Did that. tequila help at all? No. <laughs> no. You know what does? I love Again, tequila. bush light. I don't like <laughs> From our sponsors. <laughs> Stupid. No, but you know, it's funny. Is I'll tell you a crazy ass story was my second deployment to Iraq, I was yelling so much because again, a corporal that's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was yelling so much in Iraqi, the soldier, Iraqi soldier that we were training. Yeah. Was like, Hey, that's right. Do you remember this story? Yeah. He was like, you're going to lose. Like he was like, could not explain it. He was like, you're going to lose your voice. I did turp talk to me. And he showed me how to whistle to get my Marines attention. Oh, nice. So then guess what? <laughs> and it took me forever. It's really weird. You like flip. I can whistle really yeah, loud. Can. And uh, but then we would go on deployment and I'd be in the well deck when the fans are running. So when I wanted everybody to gather yeah, up I instead of yelling, gather up, I would whistle. And if I chirped twice, I meant hurry the fuck up. And it's like you right, just see all right. the Marines like running That's down cool. through the well deck. That's but Iraqi, 
God, his name was uh, Turkish. And I gave him, look, I gave him one of these wristbands that my dad gave me. Here's the heroes. When I was on my second deployment, I saw him on my third deployment and he had that same wristband. No shit. Yep. Damn. Turkish. Crazy. And uh, he was the one that taught me how to whistle. Nice. But yeah, I think next time we should dive more into our, our Fallujah deployment. Yeah. Cause I think, I think uh, it opens up a lot and it, it, uh, the emotions and the, just the stories behind it are pretty deep, right? And they get they get emotional, and they get deep. Okay, I, I think it's good. Yes, yeah, talk about. So, so um, what I think was this from the first deployment that you guys went to Fallujah? Well, was there more stories that was to cover? First, yeah, and that was my second. But yeah, right. They, there was, That's what yeah, I meant. You guys together. Yeah. There's still more stories in there oh, that we got to oh, talk yeah, about. We barely. Oh fuck top. yeah, dude. Barely. Well, that's good because I like hanging out with you, and, and and you know it's not. We're all so busy that this might be the only time we get to hang out. This Mother Hubbard can't go tomorrow. You said you were going last time, and then fucking went MIA on me. Time out. I'm sorry. Time I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. I hope so. It's awesome, man. I, I, I'm so thankful to be able to talk with you guys, have a good time, and, and hopefully and people are enjoying it and getting some from it. And it's just so awesome to hear the stories yeah. and just gain more knowledge from my perspective because, you know, it's it's one thing to sit there on YouTube and fucking watch some shit, but to be able to hear you guys yeah. and see the um, the energy of you guys and what you exist with and what you've been through, it's um, – it's a great hope for humankind in my, from my perspective, from my humble perspective. Cause if you can go through, <clears throat> excuse me, right. if you can go the, through the worst of the worst and then come home and still be successful and be able to love someone and be able to smile and be able to uh, work out and, 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 and communicate with people enough to, yeah. to be able to fucking engage. You know what I'm saying? Like that, there's great hope. And um, I'm just proud of you guys. It's fucking cool to Thank hang you. out. And, and, uh, if I didn't have a meeting at nine, I would take this a little bit longer, but it just means that we get to hang out again. So yes, sir. Um, just uh, thank you guys so much. You fuckers. Yeah. Hello. It's awesome. <laughs> I get, I, I'm now I'm not, I'm not as scared as you guys and nah, the beer helps me. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So anyways, but yeah, thank you guys so much, man. You guys are awesome. And yeah, man. Fuck. Yeah. And you can wait. Are you b both 49ers fans? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys, crazy, right? you guys are so cute. Daddies. Hey, Hey, As you were. Hey, yes, we, didn't, we didn't even know in the beginning, and then it just right. happened. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, I thought just because you guys hung out I so much. I don't know how a Maryland guy is a 49 So can I tell a story real quick? Yes, sir. So the first game that my father ever took. You know, me. hold on. Let me cut you off real quick because I'm like, damn, I want to smoke this Jay. And I was like, we're stopping, but you game. Thank you. Yep. The universe is on our side. <laughs> tell your story, exactly. sir. So the first game that my father, I told you, ran a Bobo's distributor, right? Yeah. So he's like, hey, we're going, we're going to the Redskins game. Okay. I'm allowed to say Redskins. It was back in yeah, 90, 95. I like your commanders. I like your radio voice when you get like that. Yeah. I'm allowed to say Redskins. <laughs> right. So then we go and I'm like eight years old. And it's it, you know, it's funny. My dad they had seats in the corner and it was at RFK. Yeah, it was at RFK, the old Redskins Stadium. And my dad's like, Hey, listen, first NFL game. Hey, you would take my brothers too, and it's like, hey, you know, let's go Redskins. Well, it's funny when you're when you're eight years old, to oh, root no against your shit. dad, to root against your dad, I can right. tell you the whole team. The Niners played them. It was Monday Night Football. It was Steve Young, That's Jerry Rice, yes. Terrell Owens, his first year, yes. JJ Stokes, Garrison Hurst. Yes, they beat the living breaks. Who was the tight end? One one Clark. Okay, I don't know. I don't know either. Yes. <laughs> I tried to yeah. catch one Clark. All right, look at you. You interject on this story. Sorry, one time sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, go ahead. So it's funny to root against your dad. We're in the parking lot. He's like, let's go Redskins. I'm like, let's go Niners. They beat the brakes off the Redskins. I've been a Niner fan ever, ever since. since. <laughs> Steve Young is my favorite player, number eight. Yep. Like, dude was just a banshee. Wild yep. good, you know, scramble. And I just, yeah. and look, and that's so funny you say that because I had no clue for he was a Niner fan until like probably – 10 years ago, and we've yeah. been friends for 10 years already at that time. Yeah. Now we watch all the games together. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like, I'm just going to. I hope before. they go to the playoffs just for you guys, man. Oh. <laughs> I hope so too. Well, last year, they did. Yeah. There, okay. yeah. yeah. There, was a, there was a giant fan before we came over here that we were having dinner, and there's a giant fan walked in. I was like, man, you outnumber, buddy. And I just got louder and louder. He was sitting right next to me. Boy, yeah. he's like, yes, tell him. <laughs> How much time it is? You fucking instigate him. <laughs> <laughs> I got. 
I got big dog Pori with me. That's yeah. all right. Look at him. He just I wouldn't be scared to talk flex, either. Exactly. He just flexed a little Stupid. bit. Oh, hey, man. we just have to warn him before he is. Exactly. Right? Hey, exactly. I gotta warn you. Oh well, what? <laughs> I will if if you don't mind, I yeah. think we gotta finish up. Okay. Um, it's the same thing as before. It's like there's so much, you know, solace and, and you know, camaraderie and things like that, but like in between the 20 years I've been in, right? And you think about it, like I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18. I got out of the Marine Corps when I was 36. So that's half my life in the Marine Corps. Yeah. And, yep. and because of guys like Pori, because of guys like Justin Phillips and Jill Phillips, and like, and these are all people, and, and Matt Lilly, guys yeah. that were influential with us, you know, Trevor Allenby, Jimmy Jimenez, things like that, the call, and Tony Watts, and like Smokey. Smokey. Oh, hey, 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 you remember Smokey? Yeah. Oh, okay. shit. I, and it's guys like that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That they kind of, so if, if I could give anybody anything and I love coming on here, uh, you know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. you're a great dude yes, sir. and poor is my man. And it's the same thing we talked about when the cameras went off last time. If somebody can hear this once and think maybe I should call my veteran brother. Yeah. Maybe I should see Do how it. they're doing. Maybe I should, maybe, maybe I should look internally in the mirror when you wake up and brush your teeth and say, Hey, something's not right. Yeah. I might, need, I might need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Then that's like that. That's the biggest message I could give anybody. And, and like the Marine Corps is the best institution ever, but like it doesn't end when you get out. Take care of those that take care of you. Yeah. And if I, if that's that every time I come on here, I'm just going to let you know that I'm going to please make sure that you call a veteran, make sure you talk to your brothers, make sure you talk to your sisters, make sure you yes. just a text, even a text <clears throat> could change somebody's night Yeah, when they're feeling down and out. Yep. Hey, call me brother. I love you. And that, that, and that's all they needed. They might feel like they're on a cliff by themselves, but if you can do that and help them and Michael, thank you so much for giving us a platform to talk yes, on. Yes, sir. But like, I, I really f- fucking wholeheartedly believe that, Guys like Pori and all those guys I named, I'm still around because of that reason. It, it's not that day, the December 23rd, 2004, right? Pori made a decision that saved my life. It's a continued decision that people have made to keep me around here when I'm at my darkest hour. Right. You know, Sabrina. Your wife. And, yeah. yeah. Sabrina, my kids, yeah. like watching them blossom. Like there's, there's things and it could get as dark as it can be, but there's light. If you just look in the right direction. Yeah. Boom, bro. Good shit. Yeah, that's that's really good. You got anything to top that? that well, <laughs> not top it, no, but I'll caveat. And it's, you know, it's really important. It really yeah. is. Yes, sir. Um, you know, when I got out, you know, I, I helped quite a few guys that were going off the ledge, right? And uh, I'm one of them. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I would get... I would get a call and I would be like, I would drop everything and immediately go to their house. Right. And, you know, there was a time when SWAT was surrounded the house and like, Hey, I'm like, Hey gentlemen, you know, that's my buddy in there. Just give me a second. Let me go talk to him. Holy shit. And, you know, I know that's you talk him off the ledge. Right. And, you know, you, they have to go through the process of, you know, come like just realizing what they just went through and what they just did and you know you're you're a civilian now bro you're not you're you're not a marine anymore like not necessarily a marine but like you're not in the shit right you're now. not in the shit man and so you just take it easy man right like everything's okay dude and so you know yeah people it's it's a trip man and then mental health you know especially with a lot of combat veterans is is can be intense it can and you know what do they say 22 a day right and uh, if we could just reach one or, you know, and help them out or like, like Kevin was saying, hey, just send a text to somebody or like call them and like, what's up, man? Um, it does big things for a lot of guys. It does. And so it's really important. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. 100%. Fuck yeah, dude. You guys killed it. That That's a... Uh... I couldn't think of a better way to end. Yeah. And um, that's even for humankind. Communication is a huge thing. Opening up that, you know, about our pains oh, and our so struggles, huge. you know, yeah. that's just a good example for all of us. And I think if you guys can do it, then there's no excuse for somebody that just got hurt mowing the lawn, maybe, or some shit. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm trying to say. But I yeah. my toe. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, you know, 
fuck God, I stubbed my toe. Like, you know, it's not cool, bro. Right. Some people been through some shit. You know what I mean? Just but, but everybody's been through their own shit. Yes, sir. Right. I, so yeah. Just take it as you, you know what I'm saying? As yeah. long as we help each other. You guys are great examples. You guys are great examples. And um, damn, dude. It's been awesome to bring you these kind of stories and these this uh, vibe and energy. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to do it again next month. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Michael Gabriel, and I'm here with my brother Kevin Apori, and we've uh, it's been a great time, gentlemen. Oh, uh, thank you guys so much. There you go. I'll be job. remiss. Yeah, yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, oh, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> Shake and bake. Hey, tomorrow we're going to be at the Volt Oceanside from 7 to 11. It's going to oh, be yeah. a good time. I hope you guys can come out. I'm so excited to do something new and be kind of have my hand. Yeah. Have my hands on something to bring people that I'm in the middle of that. I respect that. I love that are talented, that are fucking cool people uh, that the good Lord has put me around and bring them together. And that's what the vault ocean side is going to be a hub once a month. And then we can also throw events, whatever cameras on, we can also throw events too. So if you want to throw an event at this, at this space, let us know. Let me know. I can I can uh, help with that happen. But, yeah, my name is Michael Gabriel. This has been awesome. I want to cuss so much because I'm so excited, but I'm not going to. Gosh, this was fun. Fuck Thank you. Yeah. Guys. Fuck yeah. All right. Love you guys. Thank, Thank you, man. You. See you next week. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. L Boogie. L Boogie. Steady sending I'm like Fuck a lemon, homie, ready for the limelight Fuck a dream, it's a scheme, get your mind right Get your mind right, get your mind right Scotty living where we steady sending I'm like Fuck a lemon, homie, ready for the limelight Fuck a dream, it's a scheme, get your mind right Get your mind right, get your mind right Scotty living where we steady sending I'm like Fuck a lemon, homie, ready for the limelight Fuck a dream, it's a scheme, get your mind right Get your mind right, get your mind right. The way I go and when I say.